0: Hello, and welcome to Footsteps, a podcast hosted by High Desert United Methodist Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, where our mission is loving God, serving others, and changing lives. Today, I'm here with Bonnie to discuss something very important to me, communion. When you take communion, how much do you think about it? I have to admit, as a teenager, communion was something we did. Yes, it had some significance, but it involved eating a dry, tasteless wafer and drinking in a little bit of juice. I miss the true symbolism and significance. Communion was much more like meeting an old friend with a smile than what it really means. When I was 16, I went to on a mission trip to Brazil. Again, communion was a nice custom, but not much more. One special Sunday in Brazil, I had the privilege to visit three churches with one of our Brazilian missionaries. What I experienced deepened my relationship with God. On that Sunday morning, I was going with the missionary to visit his churches. The first church was quite a distance out of town. It was kind of cool at that time of year. And as we got a little more than halfway, his Jeep broke down. We were stuck on the side of the road. Now this is before cell phones existed. So he left us on the side of the road and went back to the first town to get another car. We knew that we'd be at least an hour, hour and a half late to the service, but he told us not to worry. It was Communion Sunday, and the church members would wait until we got there. Bonnie, tell us about the Old Testament's precursor to Communion.
1: Gladly. Well, the first recorded sacrifice in the Old Testament occurred when Noah landed. He built an altar and sacrificed some of the clean animals. Later, in Exodus chapter 12, Moses instructs the Israelites on sacrificing a lamb each year for Passover. This sacrifice is so important that in Exodus 29, the priests received detailed instructions on how to prepare an altar for the sacrifice. It required time-consuming preparations for the priest and the altar. No shortcuts. The reason for the sacrifice is explained in Exodus chapter 29 verses 42 and 43. For the generations to come this burnt offering is to be made regularly at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. There I will meet you and speak to you. There also I will meet with the Israelites and the place will be consecrated. By my glory. Simply put, sacrifices show our connection to God. Beyond showing our reverence for God, the Old Testament passages build on our understanding of these sacrifices. They atone for our sins and must be the best animal. Finally, the priests must first atone for their own sins. Then they can atone for everybody else's sins. Bruce what does this have to do with communion?
0: Well, let's fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus finds the temple full of people who had forgotten the connection with God. In Matthew twenty one, twelve to thirteen, he enters the temple courts and overturns the money changers' tables. They had been cheating people by selling substandard animals. Later that week Jesus shares a Last Supper with his disciples. In Mark fourteen, twenty two to twenty five, we read. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. Yes, Jesus' Last Supper occurred on Passover. While the disciples missed it, Jesus was explaining what would become of the sacrificial lamb. Continuing with my Sunday experience in Brazil, the missionary did come back with a vehicle, and we were, in fact, more than an hour and a half late getting to the service. The church was full. Everybody had waited. Could you imagine a minister not showing up for an hour and a half and waiting for service? We got back in the car, went back to the first town. There we were an hour, hour 15 minutes late, had a good service. And then the third service was way out in the country. Now I'm talking about true country. We had to open two or three fence gates to go through a pasture to get to the church in the middle of nowhere. We were about an hour late to that service, but given the fact it was rural, that was probably pretty much on time. Bonnie, like the Old Testament building on sacrifices, the apostles in the New Testament built on our understanding of communion. What more can we learn?
1: Well, remember, the sacrifice connected the Israelites to God as they atoned for their sins. Since everyone sinned, the priest had to atone for their sins first. But Hebrews 7, verses 23 through 28, puts Jesus in a special position. Now, there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect forever. Because we are connected to God through Christ and he is blameless, his sacrifice is enough and does not need to be repeated. In Romans 3 verses 21 through 26 we read, and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So, Paul tells us that our faith not only connects to God, but Jesus' sacrifice atones us of our sins. Bruce, tell us more about your Sunday in Brazil.
0: So, after the third service, we went to the lay leader's home to have what was an absolutely sumptuous dinner. It was simple, he was a farmer and was putting his kids through private school so that they might have a better life. But it was, through his sacrifice, the best meal I've ever had. In Hebrews 10, to 10 we are told that God did not desire these sacrifices. First, Christ said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them though they were offered in accordance with the law, then he said, Here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So how should we respond? Well, Paul exhorts us in Romans 12one 1-2, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, Thanks to the faithfulness of the Brazilians, their willingness to wait 90 minutes for communion, and the sacrifice of the lay leader, I learned a valuable lesson about communion. Our faith in Jesus connects us to God and atones for our sins. So, as Paul exhorts us, how are you living your life as a sacrifice to God? As always, thank you listeners for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to footsteps.hdumc at gmail.com. Of course, if you are in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, we invite you to join us in person at High Desert United Methodist Church. If you are in the area, if you are unable to join us in person, watch us online at highdesertumc.org. We pray that God richly blesses your life.